Hello, it's Friday, September 10th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. We begin this week with an article on the Delta variant spike. The story of a summer season defined by the COVID-19 Delta variant is a tragic one for many hospitals across the United States in 2021. Intensive care units pushed beyond capacity by a wave of mostly unvaccinated COVID-19 patients shut down elective procedures, enforced reassessment of crisis standards of care, triage protocols, and decisions in some states. Two public health districts in North Idaho were authorized to use crisis guidelines for rationing ventilators, ICU beds, and staff time amid the public health emergency. But in the outpatient care world, the effects of a resurgent pandemic look different depending on the specialty. A September 7th MGMA stat poll asked medical practices how their patient volumes were affected by the Delta variant spike in the summer months. The results found a split between those whose patient volumes increased 42% and those that stayed the same, 43%, while only 15% reported patient volume decreases. Practices that saw patient volumes ebb reported an average decrease of 17% during the summer compared to spring 2021 levels. Results were largely driven based on specialty. Several respondents from emergency medicine noted that they had patient volume increases driven by the increased number of COVID-19 cases. Respondents in pediatric practices noticed a large uptick in patient volumes, though more likely due to seasonal shifts to account for sports physicals and well visits prior to the start of the school year. If you want to become part of the healthcare discussion, you can join the MGMA STAT panel by texting STAT to 33550. Our next article is some advocacy news. MGMA urges HHS to delay enforcement of surprise billing requirements. MGMA wrote to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, urging the agency to delay the implementation and enforcement of the surprise medical billing requirements. Beginning January 1st, 2022, certain providers will be prohibited from balanced billing for services provided to out-of-network patients, while other clinician types will be required to provide strict notice and consent documentation before services are rendered in order to seek payment from out-of-network patients. In the letter, MGMA expressed serious concerns regarding the arbitrary and overburdensome requirements for the notice and consent process and fears that it could disrupt clinical care and practice operations. HHS will be releasing additional regulations in the coming months, further implementing the ban on surprise billing. To keep up with the latest healthcare legislation, visit MGMA.com slash advocacy. 
I'll leave you this week with the lingering health effects of the 9-11 attacks. A new World Trade Center stands in Lower Manhattan 20 years after September 11, 2001. But thousands of people who were there that day, from first responders hoping to save lives, to people who were just on their daily commute, continue to feel health effects linked to the terrorist attack, according to an article from UPI. More than 80,000 first responders are enrolled in the World Trade Center Health Program, a National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health initiative created under the Zadroga 9-11 Health Act of 2010, which provides care at no cost to those with health conditions related to the attacks. In addition, it oversees the care of more than 30,000 civilians who survived the events of that day, including those who lived and worked in the neighborhood and students at schools nearby. Both numbers have increased over the past decade, with the number of first responder enrollees rising by about 40% since 2011, and the population of survivors under care growing threefold since 2016. Many have cancer. Because of cancer latency and other health problems, such as diabetes and heart disease developing with age, we're seeing survivors who had been healthy for years only now entering the program, according to environmental and occupational medicine specialist, Dr. Iris Udacine. Cancer may be the health problem most commonly associated with the attacks, given the dust and debris that rained down on lower Manhattan and the cloud that hung over the area for weeks afterward, according to the UPI article. However, first responders and survivors suffer from myriad issues, many of which continue to affect their quality of life 20 years later. Nearly one-third of the survivors enrolled in the program have digestive disorders related to the attack, while one-fourth of them have been diagnosed with linked cancers. And up to 30% of the program enrollees suffer from multiple health conditions related to the attacks. The most common forms of cancer among the survivors include prostate, breast, skin, thyroid, and lung, based on the program data. Combined, more than 3,000 of the first responders and survivors with these cancers and lung and digestive diseases enrolled in the program have died. The health effects of the 9-11 attacks are still very real for many, many people. And as the years pass, these health effects continue to have a great impact on their lives and their healthcare needs. To keep up with the latest industry news, subscribe to the MGMA Insights newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. If you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks, stay safe, and have a great weekend.